on 609. Well, Alanis Morissette is everything just fine, fine, fine. I don't know. It depends on who you talk to as we uh, struggle, in some cases, through the pandemic to try to figure out what our world is going to look like. Uh, there's a wider thing to, uh, to consider here as well because I'm being told – like. We may be looking at what, what to me is fascinating, but also really surprising uh, coming out of this, this pandemic. I'm being told to, to watch for the potential for mass resignations across the country. People just walking away from their jobs, really. It, it, it's been such a financial challenge for, for so many people. How can you consider just shutting it down and walking away from a job? Aren't many people just desperate to find one right now? Randy Killer talking in the news about unemployment rate around 9% in, in Alberta. Well, labor market experts in Canada and the U.S. as well, actually, are saying that people who have been thinking about walking away from the job they have have been generally holding off, but the time may be Nigh. So what's driving that? Is there widespread agreement or we were, we're, is this going to happen? We're going to have a chat with uh, Lior Semfiro, who is a partner with Semfiro to Mark and LLP, employment lawyers, joining us this morning. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. Good morning, Daryl. How are you? I am always uh, excited to talk about employment law and workplace rights. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and uh, we're not. Uh, I guess we'll get into some some sort of legalism, legalisms right here. But in your world as well, you have to look at how uh, the employment market is working. You know, what's you know what are the trends? What's going on? Do you agree with this 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 concept that we're hearing from other labor experts that the, the, you know there could be a widespread set of resignations in in our country? Well, we've all, Daryl, heard about losses of jobs throughout the pandemic. Many individuals, through obviously no fault of their own, have had to lose their jobs because of the pandemic. But there is this other trend that I've observed, having spoken with many people over the last year, of people saying, well, I've now had the opportunity to reevaluate my my priorities, having to live through this pandemic. And maybe uh, this job is not for me. The other thing that's driving uh, resignations is uh, mental health issues with the stressors of the pandemic and having to deal with many people with your children at home and having to work from home so that that dichotomy between work time and home time is eliminated for a lot of people that's created an unhealthy situation an unhealthy or unhappy work environment so i have seen already many people who said enough is enough i need to break from this work i'm going to focus on myself on my family and i think that past 
year or so have been the driving force behind that. So that those plans often allow individuals to continue getting compensated at least partially while they're off. But for other individuals, those that can afford to do so financially, maybe they have a, a, a significant other or partner who is earning income, they're starting to reevaluate what is the compensation or the income that they need to survive and perhaps they don't need to continue working or at least take some time off. A lot of these individuals now, over the last year, having dealt with this very unique situation, have started rethinking, reevaluating their priorities, their needs. Uh, and I've had a lot of calls from people asking about rights when they choose to exit the workplace voluntarily. Well, I think so. so even just what you just said just brought up a whole bunch of questions for me. But why don't we start with the one where anytime you, you go on an extended leave or a disability leave or try to take advantage of some of the uh, uh, the programs that are available to you, and, and rightfully so, uh, there, there is an issue about being able to prove it, right? So is there not going to be a backlash? I would think you end up becoming uh, busier in your role uh, w w with some potential fights over whether this is justified or not. Well, certainly that becomes an issue when we're talking about mental health issues because you can't see that on an x-ray. It's not something that's easily to, to understand and observe. You know, it's very different if you have a broken arm. But even with mental health issues, uh, I think that the stigma and the skepticism behind it has, has diminished over the past, you know, even couple of years. And with proper doctor support that's saying that this individual for medical reasons, mental health issues has to be off work, an individual is going to be able to be off work and employers and even insurance companies cannot avoid providing someone with a leave just because you can't see it with your own eyes. At the end of the day, what I've always said is your doctor is judge and jury when it comes to your ability to work or ability to take off on a leave of absence. So if you have your doctor's support, you should be able to be off on a medical leave as long as it's needed for you to be better and return to the workplace. And yet this has to be, this will end up being really hard on employers, businesses uh, that, that have already had a lot, you know, there, there are a few businesses that have actually done well in the pandemic, but the grand majority have been struggling through this. This could be another issue for them. Well, certainly, uh, if businesses haven't had to deal with enough uncertainty and change, more uncertainty comes when you have people often in key positions leaving the workplace. And it's always difficult to replace key individuals. It's more difficult now when a lot of businesses have employees working remotely. Uh, and for employers, I think you have to understand that your employee, you as an employee may be struggling, but your employees are struggling as well. So it's important to give employees some some direction, some support, some certainty as to what the workplace is going to look like in the near future and the long term. You know, what are the expectations while they're working from home? When can they be off work? A lot of employers assume, well, just because an employee is working from home, that means we can access them whenever we want because they're home anyway. Well, that's going to drive employees out of the workplace. It's going to drive them to burnout. So employers have to make arrangements to support their employees, and in doing so, they're going to support themselves and allow them to hopefully keep employees, key employees, employed, active, and engaged. Uh, and a lot of employers have not done that, and they're going to
to be, unfortunately, uh, faced with even more turmoil moving forward. Yeah, you would generally end up representing employees. Is that fair in your, or do you do you deal with with both employers and employees in, in your work? Uh, probably seventy five percent of what we do is on behalf of employees. The rest is for employers. So yes, we act for both. Okay. Uh, so so what are employers supposed to do? I guess you try to support, but uh, honestly, if I have a business, somebody decides they want to leave, I don't know if it's a great idea for me to try to, to bribe or coerce or, or entice them to stay. No, I agree. At that point, that, that it's probably very, it, it's too late in the game. The idea is to create these supports so that employees are not driven to that point, uh, rather than to try to convince employees not to not to quit. So providing that support, uh, those boundaries between work time and home time, uh, very important. The other things employers need to do to give themselves time if they have employees leave is to think about their employment agreement and to stipulate an employment agreement how much notice an employee is going to give them if they leave. Right now, and if an employer does not have that in an employment agreement, they may find an employee leaving with little or no notice, leaving that employer scrambling. So definitely thinking about those things and including those terms when you hire individuals, when you have them sign an employment agreement, provides employers some protection, some comfort in knowing that even in a situation where we are going to lose a key employee, hopefully we'll have enough time to find a replacement so that we can continue operating. Uh, but in my experience, there are a lot of employers don't think about those things until it's too late. Uh, I kind of think this op this provides opportunity for people who are looking for a job. If you're going to have men's resignation, a whole bunch of people decided to walk away from what they've been doing. Well, that's uh, uh, the flood can come in. Uh, you know, the, the water will get back to level and other people will get an opportunity. Well, certainly there are more people right now, whether it's in Alberta or across the country, more people looking for work than there are available jobs. But as any employer will tell you, the fact that we have 50 people applying for one open position does not mean that the majority of those people are right for the job, have the requisite experience, or are a good fit. So for employers, it is still a struggle to find the right people for their operation, which is why if you've invested time in employees training them, making sure that uh, they, they're properly contributing to the business. You want to try to keep your people. You want to try to get ahead of a problem and understand that if you don't do that, you're going to have potentially an exodus and you're going to be then scrambling to try to find a replacement who may then start from scratch requiring additional time and expense. So supporting these employees and, and putting the mechanisms in place where they can want to stay, I think is the best course of action for employers. Uh, really quickly before I let you go, because we're almost out of time, so it's unfair for me to throw this maybe at you right at the end of here, but I did get a message in uh, on our text line wanting to know whether or not it's legal for companies to ask for proof of vaccinations. Is that going to be something that we're going to be hearing about in the next one? Is it legal, uh, first off? So it is legal, but only to the extent that an employer needs to understand whether we're going to have an employee working in the office or continue to work remotely, not for the purpose of trying to decide who we're going to fire, who we're going to have working or not. So for the purpose of accommodation and ensuring safety, yes, it is appropriate. It is not appropriate to tell an employee you have to get vaccinated or else you're gone. But so there there's some a fine line there, but an employer has to keep the workplace safe. But you, there are some places you have to be on site in order to work. Correct. And for those jobs, and certainly for those jobs that require additional safety measures like in hospital or elderly care, an employer is going to have more flexibility to require vaccines. But for in most workplaces, 
the requirement to be vaccinated is not appropriate if there are other alternatives such as working remotely, social distancing, etc. All right, Lior Sam Firo, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, all your information this morning. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Good to talk to you. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, we'll see how things work out on some on, on some work sites, uh, especially uh, in the days to come. Uh, interesting conversation.